through Welcome. Nice cedar allergies. Sorry. Why do I even try? <laughs> Welcome. Pretty much. To everything you remember sucks. You know what, I was Matt? talking for that one, too. You want to give Let's me one more? Let's do Welcome to Matt Sucks, the only podcast about how much <laughs> Matt sucks. Do I get to go second? No, no, no. Matt sucks? No, you no, don't get to welcome. go. You're not invited on Matt Sucks. What's up? Good, because we bled into this how I was going to take a nap. So. It's, it's yeah. welcome to every Matt Sucks. That might be Because true. every Matt Sucks. Do you think more Matt's suck than don't suck? Yeah. I mean, all right, what statistically, like the statistics for people who suck, I probably think it's more than half. So, yeah. So then by therefore, yeah. by de- right, exactly. Yeah. Like, and Matt's a pretty common name. So there might even be like a bias in terms of number of Matt's per number of people. Oh, this is getting heady. Yeah, they yeah. definitely. Matt's suck. Yeah. yeah, your average mat. If you were to flip a mat, chances are they suck. <laughs> you might find a key under that. Um, good mat okay. jokes. Good good mat jokes. Do you want me to start it again? No, I think we're good. Okay, I think let's just introduce each other. All right. Okay, I am the main guy. One of the one of the main guys, a noob. I am um, the lead female, Colleen. And I'm the token sucky mat. I'm really glad we rebooted this podcast. We took a month off, plus some time. I was gonna say a month to revisit the format. We thought pop culture was too lowbrow, too low hanging fruit, so we just went for an entire named group of people. Yeah, and we're gonna dedicate some time every week to each episode to different. Okay, today is our review of Matthew McConaughey. Or as I like to call him, Matt McConaughey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Objectively, probably in the upper echelon of sucky Matts. Do you think Matthew McConaughey sucks? Like the I, suckiest? Do you mean like upper, like Yeah, I don't suck? like Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> but what about Matts that are like serial killers? Come on. I, you think he's worse than a serial killer, Matt? One echelon removed from the serial killer tier that I forgot about. <laughs> yeah, serial killer Matts. Yeah, of course, duh. the upper tier. There are several Mats who were probably Nazis. I actually don't know if Matt was a common German name at the time. I don't know. It's like the serial killer Mats, and then the ones who go into the checkout line for fifteen things, but really they got like forty-five things. I already mentioned Nazis, Matt. Yeah, they don't even look back. Like, sorry, you know, I didn't really see yeah. the sign. They're just like rolling with it like the world yeah, is theirs people really fixate on the whole anti-semitism part of nazism but they always forget about the fact that they were very notoriously bad in checkout lines yeah god yeah i forgot about that part too. we should reboot jojo rabbit and revisit that i think <laughs> there's that long seed in jojo rabbit that's at, <laughs> oh at shit yeah how did i forget store. about that yeah yeah that part where scarlet johansson buys groceries yeah and dies what no well, spoiler alert, man. <laughs> Is it long enough? I'm losing all rules of podcasting. I, do, I don't think people are looking for contemporary movie spoilers in their nostalgia-based <laughs> podcast. All right, I'll, I'll overdub it, and I'll say, and when she... Bleep! Who okay, knows? I, I, Maybe. I, I, okay, I'll 
have to listen to this one episode to find out if you actually did that. I think but no, that this... my editing prowess, I can do that. Okay. I can do that. This isn't actually every Matt sucks, though. This is going to be like uh, that John Mulaney bit. She's beautiful. She's enchanting. <laughs> She's enchanting. That could, I could do that for Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> she really yeah. is. She is enchanting. The part Did you guys watch Marriage Story? Huh? No. I, is that new? It's new. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's Ever? it's part of their bid for getting Oscars. Like they did Irishman. They did Marriage Story. Do they have Uncut Gems too? Oh, and Uncut Gems. Yeah, they they really they want to. One Adam Sandler appears to want to win an Oscar. Yeah. Uh, and I'm hearing he he could, he's a contender. It's apparently a very good performance. Um, I've heard good. good things about Marriage Story. I've heard mixed things about Irishmen, but I feel like there's a bunch of people who want to hate on Martin Scorsese. Yeah, it's also like four uh, fucking hours long. I think I really want to see Marriage Story, but I heard that it's also a book. So at this point, I think I need to read the book first so that I can ruin the movie. You know? Sure, that's reasonable. I mean, after Game of Thrones, maybe we should all just only read books and never go back to making TV yeah. shows. I am reading Game of Thrones now and goddamn George R. R. Martin is way too horny. Yep. Yeah, he's horny and hungry. It's like his food scenes are really detailed. Yeah. And the various often non-consensual sex is very detailed. It's like not even various. It's almost there's more sex than anything else in the book. Yeah. And I'm reading it I'm like Is book two more sexual? Oh yeah. Oh okay. I haven't started book two yet. I needed a break. Yeah. Well, it's called a refractory period. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need a couple easy wins. You know, it's like you read. I had a, a number of books that I wanted to read for the year, like new books. And then I read Game of Thrones as one of them. And I was like, well, that should count as like four books because it's so fucking long. So then I'm taking yeah. a break so I can finish my other books. <laughs> I'm still I'm listening to a series called the Stormlight Archive archives rather. And each of them are like 40 to 45 hours long. Jesus. So I do like a few hours at a time. Or, like, I'll be like, oh, I've been listening all week, and I've only finished, like, ten hours. It's like, okay, well, I'll get back to you in next month, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, at this For point, some reason, my brain holds onto them very easily, but... Yeah, that I do struggle with with Game of Thrones. I'm the opposite. It's like, I put it down for, like, four days, and I'm like, who was getting murdered? Yeah. And then I have to think to the show, which I, I use as footnotes more than the actual book. Yeah, imagine what's going to happen when you get to the later books. So at this point in the episode, I'm feeling like it, it's coming across like we didn't do anything for this episode. And we're just <laughs> trying to fake it until we make it. And then we're like, all right, see you next week. And people are like, wait, did they talk about <laughs> What anything? did they talk about? <laughs> what, what, wait, the episode title was just nothing? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah. It's just a missing no from the first Pokemon game. Yeah, you just walk up and down Cinnabar Island shore with eight Ultra Balls in your second item slot, and then you get it. Okay, also, I just want to put this out there for our listeners, you know, all three of them. Well, zero now. (laughs) Zero. We've lost them all. Okay, my thought is, okay, and I think I've talked to both of you about it, but I can't remember. I know I talked to Matt about it. My thought is we should start doing stuff because, like, people are bringing back so much stuff from, like, the 90s right now. We should start trying to do actually culturally relevant things. Like, we should do Pokemon because there's the new Pokemon game um, or the new Pokemon movie. I don't know. What are the other things that have come out that have made me think this? There's a bunch. I can't I think mean, of I mean, I pitched that earlier. 
with like Aladdin and all of the yeah with the, like a yeah we should do those we should actually do that because I think that would be fun yeah maybe not all I the mean, time but also yeah, it's oh, wait it's Christmas oh, why aren't we doing anything holiday themed well, because we, we were this. going to and then this episode didn't come out. 15 we, weeks ago. Okay, okay. We Next week we'll do something. We'll November. do something holiday. I pick, yeah, this October. was supposed to be done well before Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right. Okay, so a, a few administrative notes. One, we probably should turn this into a bi-weekly podcast. Yes, we're going to do yeah. that. We can't keep up with it. Let's just know. You can, I don't know if there's a point in announcing it from the point of like negative. We're, we're four weeks out. Of no podcast, they're they're gonna be surprised when this pops up on their feed. They're gonna be like, "What the fuck is this? When did I subscribe to this podcast?" Maybe that should be our thing. Maybe that's our hook. Like, when when's, when's the next episode? Who knows? That doesn't work if it's only just a delayed. long time. Yeah, it would only work if we then every once in a while we just released like five in a week. <laughs> it's possible. So I think the problem is that we don't care enough about the podcast. <gasps> Yes, we do. We just have lives. I finally just got my life back. I have a team at work now. Let's do this. I'm ready. I don't believe you. I'm ready. That silence was my disbelief. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to echo Matt's disbelief, but I'm pretty consider me skeptical. Hey, <laughs> I'll have to work skeptical. at five thirty today. That's huge, guys. That's huge. I mean, you only yeah. got in at eight today, so it's fine. Yeah, and I had a massage at 7. So really, I was out of the house for almost 12 hours. But, you know. Sounds rough. Anyways. So, uh, this week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This week, we did something that's honestly going to require more time than we're currently allotting to it. It's going <laughs> to probably going to be a long episode. <laughs> Let's just be honest here. Buckle in, but, folks. But uh, we did Death Note. Okay. We got to gotta start this one off with a footnote. We did the Death Note anime. We watched the first five episodes per Six. Noops. Well, we watched six per Noop's recommendation. But Anoop, Colleen is so in, hooked into the show that you cannot talk about spoilers no. for the rest of the show. No, I need to finish the show. Oh, delightful. So you got to the end of six. Yeah. yeah. Good, good. Okay, six is um is a good episode. If you spoil uh, this for me, I'm going to be so fucking mad. Oh, there's so many good episodes coming. <laughs> I legitimately, like, when I first picked the first chunk of episodes to watch for this, I was like, I kept going. And I was like, well, we have to watch till here. And I'm like, oh, that's 10 episodes in. Okay, well, let's pull it back. I'm like, well, we have to see this. And I'm like, oh, that's seven episodes in. Yeah. <laughs> so, I wish I had known I was going to like it so much because then maybe we could have gotten 10 episodes in because we've had a fucking month to watch them. So we just turned it into a fucking Death Note podcast? Yeah, like, why not? How- I mean, we easily could have. Anyways, Death Note. Originally aired in 2006 in Japan, 2007 in America. This was my pick. I didn't actually watch it in 2007. I don't. I think I saw it in college for the first time. But I was just getting into anime at that time. The only ever anime I'd ever watched is like, I watched a little bit of Dragon Ball Z in high school and then a little bit of Yu-Gi-Oh. Well, a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh, as it turns out, as we learned during our last episode. Yeah. But uh, so, so I had seen anime before, but I'd never really been into it. I don't know. I, somebody had been like, oh, if you're at all curious about anime, you should watch Death Note. Uh, so I watched Death Note in college and it, uh, it kind of blew my mind. I was like, this is a really good show. It's really well put together. Um, the new experience for me today. So 
Colleen, this was your first time watching it, mm-hmm. as, as we've kind of just covered. And then Matt, you've seen this all before? Yeah, so I guess that's interesting. I thought you were the one who told me to watch it, because I also watched it in college um, on Netflix, which was interesting because Netflix was showing that I've already watched all of this before. Yeah, I was really like concerned that he was watching episodes without me. <laughs> so I thought you had told me to watch it, which is possible, but it's more likely No, now. I watched it in like freshman year of college. Yeah, so, so it's very I. possible. I wa- I remember watching it in Warren Towers. So Wait, were you guys friends oh, okay. in freshman year? Yeah. Do you guys yeah. re- live together in freshman year? No. No, we live two doors down. Aww. Not three doors down? No, no, that was a totally <laughs> different thing. Um, so yeah, it's very possible. You don't want to know what was three doors down. Okay. No, no, no. My kryptonite. Actually, I think we both could probably figure out who was three doors down. I'm was, not uh, certain that you weren't three doors down, but. No, no, it was Ryan in the middle. No, there's one more between Shut us. Shut up. Ryan was Dylan. next door to you? Dylan? Yeah. Dylan was on the other side of you. No, it was, I think it was me, Dylan Taylor, Ryan run, you rob. No, it was Ryan run in between, then you, then Dylan Taylor. I think this is the most fun for our listeners. Let's keep doing this. Here are a bunch of white people's first names. and <laughs> Yeah, somehow I was still ethnically diverse on an engineering floor. There should have been more proud people on that floor. I think yeah. we all agree. <laughs> I mean, statistically speaking. <laughs> it t- yeah, okay. Anyways, unimportant. Uh, so... Potentially, I watched it and then immediately recommended it to you. Yeah. That's the most likely scenario. The only other one I could think of is that Ryan told us to watch. Both told us. Oh, that's possible as well. Yes, Ryan was kind of patient zero for anime. Should we text and figure this, get this really figured out? I think we're good. I think think this is... I think our listeners are really interested. In terms of like typical precision for our episode, like historical knowledge, like this is better than most, so... (laughs) Yes, yes. Uh, but I'll say this, what's new for me this time is I have never watched it in English before. I've yeah. only ever watched it with subtitles. I thought that I had watched the dub or the uh, subtitled version, but I definitely watched the dub version as Netflix reminded me. And now I'm kind of upset because the English voice acting is okay to bad, I think. It does leave a little bit to be desired. Yeah, I think in terms of the emotions. Well, the thing is, I so I've, I've been um, watching some interviews with sort of subtitlers and dubbers, uh, voice actors, essentially. And the way they do their voice acting is they're literally watching the anime and trying to do their voice acting lines along to the anime to like match up their lip movements with the anime. So it's pretty difficult to do. Right. It's like they, they kind of have the worst setup uh of any voice actor because western animation they can read they can match the animation to the voice acting they can't do that with anime that they're dubbing over yeah i kind of just wish that it wasn't as strict with trying to make it seem like oh they're speaking these exact words but in english and it was just like a bit of a off yeah i wouldn't care if the lips were off from the especially knowing that it wasn't but i say that and I'd probably get annoyed with it after a while. But. I don't think it. I mean, right? Okay, you can't you can't get annoyed by it when the dude with the weird scary eyes is literally his his lips never touch. So how does he make the B noise? How does he make the P noise? I will say, uh, Ryuk's voice acting, pretty solid. It's pretty I good. felt like Ryuk Ryuk is the Shinigami in the show. Yeah. Uh, I guess should we we do a plot synopsis here? Yeah. Let's 
let's ins- we could summarize the episodes we watch as we go through them, but let's get an yeah. overview. Okay, so the first episode, yeah, does kind of set up everything uh, pretty quickly. So the first episode is called Rebirth. Uh, it starts with our main character, a guy named Light Yagami. Uh, he's a very, very good student in Japan, high-level student, very smart person who is very upset with the way that the world is, but is functioning very well in it. Uh, one day he's in class when he notices a notebook fall out of the sky. Uh, after class, he goes to find this notebook and picks it up off the ground, and it has a title written on the front called Death Note. He opens up the death note and inside he sees a series of instructions telling him how to use the death note the most important being that if he writes anybody's name inside of this death note they will die obviously initially he thinks it's utterly ridiculous and puts it on the ground uh it's actually one of the pretty good early scenes is like he walks away and then he just turns around and you're like okay so he went and picked it back up um he gets home and he tests it out and he slowly goes to realize that it does in fact work yeah he's, uh, and he's, it, yeah he's convinced it's a prank but he's like well why would it be so elaborate if it were i gotta try it and who does he try it on first again he tries it on a man who is holding up a school uh he, he's got a series of hostages and he's watching tv and Essentially, the way the Death Note works is if you write somebody's name in it, they will die 60 seconds later of a heart attack. And so he's watching this live hostage situation. 60 seconds passes. Nothing happens. He's like, ah, no big deal. Then suddenly a bunch of people run out of the building and he freaks out because he realizes that the hostage taker has died of a heart attack. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So he realizes his power. We then cut to... uh, is this where we first see Ryuk? Yeah. Like they show him? I, well, well, they so. show him throughout the episode. Yeah. In the be- this, I think the show starts with the Shin Mengami. Is that how Shin you Shinigami. Sorry? Shinigami. Shinigami realm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you see him. You don't really get an intro of who he is. There are other Shinigami. I was really, at this point, I was very skeptical of the show because this dude is spooky as hell. And I was like, um, I did not sign up for a scary show. Yeah. So he's like a weird bat, well, bird winged giant, like Grim Reaper style figure. Not really. I mean, he doesn't have a mask, but his face is super creepy. To put it in reference, I think this is the best way to reference it. When they made an admittedly terrible American adaption of this show uh the one good choice they made was this character is voiced by willem dafoe and i think that tells you everything you need to know about the character yeah. i mean he's willem dafoe-esque in his appearance so <laughs> exactly he has like when they said oh willem dafoe will be playing this character i was like well that's perfect care- casting right there yeah um, it really is but yeah we've seen him a couple of times but the after he discovers how it works it cuts to five days later Right. They established that uh, that the Shinigami, Ryuk, is also upset with the way his world works. And he essentially drops his death note into the human world just to kind of see what would happen. Yeah. And that's the death note that Light picks up. So we cut to five days later. Uh, Light has been using the death note very actively. And uh, Ryuk appears and kind of explains the whole situation to him. Uh, that he dropped his death note. That Ryuk will ultimately be the one who kills Light. 
and Light explains his motivation back to Ryuk because he's obviously been using the Death Note. He explains that he intends to use the Death Note to rid the world of evil and become a god of death, essentially, and justice. I think it's also yeah. important to note that the Death Angel dude also was like, I've never seen a human use it so much and so quickly. Right, right. Like, light takes to it like a fish to water. Yeah, um, so that's like one, a lot. one of the things, I obviously this is a fictional work, but like, it? it escalates so fucking fast, I feel like. Like, Ryu gets to the human realm and looks through the book, and there's like dozens upon dozens of names already, which seems aggressive, but also like, finding dozens upon dozens of like criminal names and faces yeah also can we just okay quick quick break for our listeners the way that the death note works is not you don't you can't just write somebody's name in and they die of a heart attack a minute later you have to know what their face looks like and also you can specify how they die if you don't say anything they'll just die of a heart attack but if you specify how they die it's like a, a certain amount of time up leading up to it, like up to their death. You can control what they're doing as long as it's something that they would normally be doing or like isn't completely out of the ordinary. Like you can't just be like, oh, yeah, this person is suddenly from Japan is suddenly in Ireland and is doing something like it's got to be something right. realistic. And then you can also control the way that they die. So you can like make it look like an accidental death. You can... Um, just do the heart attack route. You can be like, he's going to get shot. I don't know. Stuff like that. Right, right. Um, so I think those were all the main ones. Yes. For the time limits, if... So the first rule is the human whose name is written in this note shall die. Second rule is this note will not take effect unless the writer has the person's face in their mind when writing his or her name. Therefore, people sharing the same name will not be affected. If the cause of death is written oh, within the next 40 seconds. we can't just kill all the mats. Huh? I said we can't yeah, just, kill, can't just all kill all the mats. You can kill Matthew McConaughey, though. Mm. As long as you have a Lincoln commercial in your mind while you do it. <laughs> <laughs> Always. I'm, that's how I fall asleep. Yeah. I, I can't get it out of my head. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to accidentally kill Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> I'm going to be thinking of somebody else, but then I'll accidentally write his name because I'll be thinking of a Lincoln commercial. <laughs> <laughs> no, Matthew McConaughey. Somebody get him to a doctor. He's getting in the car. Uh, He's trying to link him right now. Right. <laughs> if <laughs> if the cause of death is not written within forty seconds of writing the name, or if the cause of death is written within the next forty seconds of writing the person's name, it will happen. If the person's cause of death is not specified, the person will simply die of a heart attack. After writing the cause of death, details of the death should be written within the next six minutes and forty seconds. Is there any significance to six minutes and 40 seconds? Uh, no. I mean, essentially, it's just... I guess it's uh, 700... No. 400 seconds? Oh, isn't four death... No, that's in Chinese. I think wow, that's hard to say. racist. No, something about, like, the the number four or the pronunciation of four <laughs> is like... With you. God dang, so mean. You're so easy to fuck with. So, so that's actually one of the things I like a lot about the show is that they have a very defined rule set in terms of like their magic MacGuffin. It has a series of rules that it sets up and it kind of sticks to for the whole series. Like there's 
a few extra wrinkles added in throughout the series. But for the most part, it is like just a definite series of rules. And you know exactly what powers the main character has, essentially, the whole show, right? Because essentially, unlike like uh, something like a Harry Potter where it's magic is whatever it needs to be for the purposes of the scene that we're in. Right. This is just like you have this tool and you can use it however you want. And there will be drama and conflict based on the limitations of the object that you possess. Yeah, there's like some extensions of it where it's like, it is this notebook, but it's really just any piece of paper from the notebook. And yeah, like, yeah, it, it does get a bit more elaborate to your point. Or like the one where he can he can write the cause of death and time of death and everything beforehand and fill in the name later and it'll still happen. Right, right. So it's like you you play up actually the most. So light. When people talk about villains, because Light is the villain, I know he's the main character, but people consider Light a pretty intelligent villain, not necessarily because of his grand motivations. You know, you could pretty easily poke holes in sort of his worldview that he could just like willy nilly execute people and that will be good for the world. Yeah, he's right? Dexter, basically. Yeah, it's more he's smart in the sense that like he has this tool and he finds ways to optimally use it. Yeah. Right. Almost to, like, and we could go through, like, beat by beat, but, like, almost comically well, like, comic is not the right word, but it, it is a little much, especially in these early episodes, how thorough or how, like, forward thinking a high schooler can yeah, be. Yeah, I'm, like, thinking of me in high school, and I'm like, oh, my God, this would have never been anything I even considered. But that's the point. I mean, the the whole setup is that light is so far above his peers yeah so far above other people that it's the only way that somebody would come to the conclusion that they could then become a god right like they have to be so separated from humanity he is very intelligent that's they they play up but it's like i think it's comical how quickly he goes from you know trying to do good and only killing villains to like murdering 12 people in the FBI and like, you know, like anyone that tries to counter him is just going to die. And it's like that. That's a little comical, I think. I mean, the show does a pretty good job of like escalating his own conflict. Like it's not like he goes for episodes upon episodes, like without pressure, like the investigation with L very quickly has the televised broadcast. And that's pretty much like the turning point where he goes from this do-gooder vigilante type to, well, I'm going to become a god, but I got to look out for myself to do it. So he's willing to hurt a few innocent people along the way. Yeah. Right, right. And it, it, it plays up the fact that this character is fundamentally, like, flawed. Yeah. And, like, he's vain and he has pride. Like, his whole crusade against l is a matter of pride right it's because l humiliates him it's because l outthinks him because fundamentally even though he has these powers even though he has the death note he's still the same kid and he's just met somebody who like tried to prove that he was smarter than him okay okay so i think there's a few things that we're forgetting to tell our listeners if they haven't watched the show one is that the weird creepy death dude can't leave until the death note is like until Until this guy dies right 
everybody using the Death Note dies, essentially. Yeah, so he can't leave. So he's literally just hovering around this, like, and he, and the only person that can see him are people that have seen the Death Note. And if you see the Death Note, you have to die or something? Touch the Death Well, note. if you touch the Death Note. Oh, if right, right, If you touch right. the Death Note, you can see the Shinigami. And you will eventually, the Shinigami will theoretically eventually kill you. Yeah. As it turns out, light can also kill you, but, you know. Well, yeah. Because he does okay. it to that guy. So that's a key thing that we're missing here is like this thing's just following him around at all times. And the other thing that's missing is basically, long story short, this kid finds his death note, uses it, wants to become a god, just tries to kill all these all these criminals. And he's like doing it after school hours and he's not like during doing it during school. He's trying to keep his grades up and everything. And it becomes very obvious what he's doing. And he, like, wants it to be obvious. He wants people to be like, oh, yeah, these criminals better watch right. their backs. Well, we're, kind of, um, we're getting into the second episode, essentially, is what you're hitting on. Okay. Which is confrontation. These, I, I kind, it kind of bothers me that these are split up into 22-minute episodes. Because if you actually look at them in two-episode pairs, they work way better. It's like, yeah. it seems kind of clear that it was actually a 40-minute episode. Yeah. And then there's always like a minute of double time at the beginning and ends of episodes. Yeah. So you could see where it was actually just a 40 epi- minute episode of TV. And I think nowadays it, it would be that. Yeah. Like you said to watch through episode five and then we finished five and I was like, well, I feel like we can't stop here. Like we have to move down to six. Yes. Yes. I mean, and even that I, I would say four, five, six or no, no, five, six, seven is really a solid trio of episodes. But yeah, we would have kept watching, but somebody wanted to record a podcast. I don't know. Well, you'll have to keep watching afterwards. Um, <laughs> so in episode two, we essentially the world is realizing that somebody is doing this because like you said, light has been very consistently killing people in between after school, essentially. Right. So the, this the, the Interpol is meeting to discuss this case, and they decide to pick up their world's top detective, a, a man who goes by only the name L. Uh, and he is unknown to all of them and operates only through video chat. He's essentially like Sherlock Holmes, but like a little bit more separated from society. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And L says like he's already been kind of working on the case, and he's gonna he wants to announce that he's being coming part of this investigation and he wants to announce it in Japan. Uh, and he wants to start his investigation in Japan, but he doesn't say why he's decided that yet. Uh, in the meantime, lights sort of mass murder. God is being called Kira, which is funny because it's the Japanese pronunciation of killer. Yeah. Kira. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so he's been called Kira. So L says like, oh, I'm going to figure out who Kira is. And he goes on to announce and call out, um, called out Kira on TV and say he's going to find him and call him a coward and all this stuff. And Light, in a fit of passion, uh, kills the guy on TV who's claiming to be L. So then the real L shows up in the form of a video announcement and says that guy wasn't the real l uh and i just tricked you into revealing that you are in fact in japan right now because this broadcast only showed up in one specific region of japan yeah and they were trying to pinpoint like because these guys were confused all the police officers were confused like how can all these deaths happen at the same time like they thought maybe it was like an organized 
crime thing or something and then they realize like he doesn't need to be in the room with the person when he kills them he could just kill them yeah yeah i think that's like really in terms of in terms of scaling your villain or rather i suppose your main character and antagonist main character being light antagonist being l this episode does a really good job of like setting up l as on light's level Right, you've set up that light is just so unbelievably smart. He's way smarter than everybody else, and that he's uh, a sociopath is clearly willing to use these abilities to kill other people. And then you set up L right alongside him of being like, "This guy can outsmart your main character." So it's really good stakes building in general. Yeah. So one thing I'm not sure about the mechanics is like, was the criminal that he kills name actually L something L something L? Like I think he's got three L names, or is oh, it? Oh yeah. Just, like, the name they're going by is enough to kill someone. Well, it's Lind L. Taylor. Right. And no, it's not just the name you're going by. Because at a later point in time, somebody uses an alias, which is technically the name you're going by, and it doesn't work. That guy's name was actually Lind L. Taylor. Okay, yeah, I couldn't remember. Yeah. And Okay, that makes sense. It seems oddly easy that they're able to find someone, a criminal, like, and keep the, like... Kira's like motivations intact and then reward him with that as like, yeah, that guy was a criminal. Don't worry about it. But yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. It was an interesting choice. Uh, you know, you could almost make the argument that it would have been better had they used somebody who was innocent because then it would make L seem like a much more murky character Yeah, that he was fine with this person dying. But the thing is like L wasn't even sure that the plan would work right at all he kind of assumed it wouldn't and then it did because light is egotistical and wanted to prove him wrong yep and goddamn, the heart attacks in the show just look so painful i know they really do a lot with the animation on heart attacks uh heart attacks don't look like that i know but <laughs> just not at all but they really just go all out with them <laughs> like bug-eyed freaking out gasping grabbing your chest well because it's like the whole mechanic of the show right yeah like i mean pretty much like that's the cause of death he uses um is this when we figure out that uh light has a bit of an in like an ace up his sleeve to get ahead of the investigation uh so that actually starts in the let's see the next episode yeah yeah the next episode okay so the next uh, the next episode is dealings, uh, and Al is kind of working on the case. He really he already kind of understands that Kira is a student because he's able to, or he's working within such a specific time frame. Yeah, and then he thinks that he's related to the police because he thinks Kira could only be able to know about all of these victims. Uh, if he had access to a police database. At this point in time, we reveal that uh, the leader of the Japanese side working with Kira, uh, Soichiro Yagami, is Light's dad, essentially. So Light's dad is working on the Kira case, and Light is able to spy on the Kira case by spying on his dad. Dun, dun, dun! Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a early you know, early episode twist, essentially. Like, oh, yeah, he's, he's dead. But it's more of just, like, establishing that, okay, he could stay a little bit ahead of them by by spying on what his dad knows. 
Yeah, it doesn't give him like that much of an edge because the cops are like seemingly clueless. Um, and I guess mm-hmm. rightfully so if someone was supernaturally killing people. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, imagine fucking being a cop during this time and being like, oh yeah, there's a mass murder on the loose, but also um, they can just fucking kill you and they don't have to be anywhere near you. I would be like, yeah, I'm done. I'm moving across the world. Fuck this shit. Yeah, I'm out of here. And most of the cops yeah. do that by the end of the arc Not that enough we of watch. Them. Not enough of them. Where it's like, oh, as soon as people's names and faces leak, they die. Oh, and he's also close to the police department. Yeah, we're out. <laughs> we're yeah. all out. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, let's see. Episode three ends. Well, one episode three, I think, has the scene where he explains he builds like an explosive drawer that will destroy the Death Note if it gets found, which is just an interesting scene, just to see how like quickly he goes to that place. There's so many like little cutaways I didn't remember in the show, like when Colleen was explaining the rules of the death note they have little like picture and picture things to explain like there's a plane flying from japan to europe as if i couldn't just picture those two places being far apart in my mind or right yeah like the schematic a little more on the nose i think than i thought it would be like sometimes whereas like at the time i remember it being so clever and now i'm like oh well they really do spell that out don't they yeah (laughs) and like i guess it's really just to play up like, oh, how smart he is that he would rig his drawer to explode. But I don't need three minutes on it. You could just be like, yeah, I rigged a trap door that if anyone but me opens it, it'll yeah. light the death note I think that fire. would be a, che- a cop out, though. I think doing that would just be like, oh, yeah, we thought of this loophole. Um, and uh, yeah, don't worry about it. I think it was fun that they explained it. This show's got a book that if you write people's names in it, they just fall dead. Like. But again, it's it's the thing. You set one disruption. You say, like, yes, there's a book that kills people, right? But then you have to keep everything else as realistic as pop yeah. possible. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's not a compelling story. It's like, if everybody started being... If there suddenly was, like, eight Death Notes, suddenly it's like, oh, well, this is, like, a totally different show. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be crazy if there were two Death Notes. I mean, there there are already two Death Notes. Three Death Notes. <laughs> Four. Seven death. Um, okay, okay, we're, so we're this, getting ahead. Yeah, this episode, we said no spoilers. There's 17 death notes by the end of the series. One for each episode. The the investigation escalates, and now light is getting tailed um, by someone. By someone, and this is yeah. when Ryuk reveals like one of the other twists that there's like the idea of. Sh- uh, God, I can't say these stupid... Shinengami. Shinengami eyes. Yeah. And they offer some additional powers, but at a pretty grave cost. So they can see with these eyes both the time of death and their name. So essentially it removes having to figure out the person's name from the complication. But for a human to get these eyes, they have to give up half their advertise for lack of a better term lifespan so if someone is supposed to live to 70 they would live to 35 and that's the only way to get these eyes well it's half of their remaining life remaining yeah oh remaining okay yeah yeah so it's like if you were going if you were 30 
and you were going to live till 70, you would instead live till 50. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and that's, so essentially that advertised time of death does not take into consideration the death note. And you can we, still die from a death note. Right. But, and we also learn that the, the, God damn it. Why can't I, one, say their name, two, remember their names, but um, the sh- sh- Shinigami. Shinigami. Shinigami, calling your no help, because when I start talking to her, you're just like... I was trying to think of it. <laughs> Shinigami, their role in this is to basically siphon off life from humans. So even though everyone in his realm has gotten very lazy, they occasionally still have to write someone's name down to take their remaining life to live essentially forever. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Which comes into play later on. They do some more stories about Shinigami later in the series. But for now, uh, the main thing is, yeah, that the the eyes are the uh, additional bonus. And that's the end of episode three. They set up, well, like, you could take these eyes and just kill the person who's following you right now. Uh, and it's, it's a pretty funny when you're watching them back to back, it's pretty funny. Cause like literally the first episode of episode four is like, fuck no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Which this series would be much better with cursing, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah. Light's like, oh, I can't do that because if I do, then I won't, I won't be able to be a God and I won't be able to help people. Like I'll die earlier. And then my powers, you know, I, what's the point of being a God if you're going to die sooner? Um, so light is like okay i need to figure out how to kill this guy uh and essentially he wants to experiment with exactly how much he can make people do before they die like colleen said you can control the way in which a person dies so theoretically you can make them do certain things before they die so he takes a bunch of prisoners and has them uh has them like escape from their cell or draw something on their cell wall or write a suicide note. And they're all able to do that. But essentially he establishes that they can't do anything that's impossible. This is where the whole plane to Europe graphic pops up yeah. because he tells one of them, Oh, fly to Europe. So if he tells them to do anything impossible, they just die of a heart attack instead. Right. And they don't do the impossible thing. So light devises a plan in which to get this person who's following him to reveal his name. Essentially, Light goes on a date and has a known criminal um, who is... A, oh. Just a moment. Um, this is my big thing that I have with this show. That's like the second fucking female that we've seen. And the first one was his fucking mom. Hey, he's got a sister. And she's also very flat. No, there's... They're um, all lame women. They're all lame. Like, this girl was just like, ha, 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 ha. And then her, his sister's like, ha, 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 can you help me with my homework? Yeah, there's a... Uh, Pretty major There's, female character in like three episodes, I feel like. Yeah, well, five and six. Six introduces her as actually like a character. Five doesn't really do it. Yeah, but, but she's also, when they introduce this character in whatever episode that is, the the dude's fiance. It's episode five. She's, she's just letting her fiance walk all over her. Oh, yeah, I'm a super smart lady and I have this great theory. Shut up, woman. Know your place. You're going to have babies yeah, soon. It's pretty bad. It's bad. It's not great. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I feel like this is something we could probably see in a lot of anime. anime. 
Yeah. Maybe I'll never get into anime, anime that much because I want there to be more strong female characters. Why wasn't L a female? That would have been fun. Yeah. Anyways. Great questions. Yeah. It's there's things I could say about it, but you said you don't want any spoilers. Don't spoil there it. Are more female characters okay, eventually? Good. All right, but it's been I'm I, six episodes in, and there's been no useful. It won't females. satisfy you. It won't make you feel better, but there are more of them. If anything, it might even add more ammunition. It might to actually your make you feel worse. Ugh. Anyways, I want um, them. I want this whole show redone exactly as it is, but with every like there's no female detectives there's no like there's no female criminals like come on i mean it's super interesting point because it's just that easy to do not that like you don't even need to yeah it actually would you wouldn't need to change any lines like you don't even need so many of the detectives right everything could be literally exactly the same yeah like l could be a girl just to be a girl like Mm -hmm. you don't need to do anything differently the angel of death could be a girl. Right. Yeah. All these detectives could be females. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of it. There's it a really lot of it. bothers I, And me. yeah, I actually, so we'll get into it, right? So this episode, he convinces this drug, de- or he uses the death note to make a drug dealer hijack a bus where Light is on a date with a girl. Uh, a flat character representing a girl, rather. Yes, uh, thank you. And he uses that hostage situation essentially to get his follower to reveal that his name is Ray Penbar and that he's an FBI agent. You know what I would even take as it, a secondary option is if Light were gay and he was on a date with a dude. I feel like that's even less likely to happen. I know, but I'm just saying I would only accept less females... If there were more gay people. Yeah. Okay, moving on. I mean, you could always watch the American version that they released last year, but I hear it's a hot garbage fire. So I, I'm not I'm not willing to find out if the, the female characters get anything better from that. <laughs> One day we'll watch Avatar The Last Airbender and you'll be much happier with that series. Okay. Because Katara's a badass and so is Toph. Um, but besides the point, let's just... It is a a consistent. Actually, I mean, it is just a consistent issue in anime. I I think Dragon Ball Z had some better women in it. Like there were definitely, but no, none of the women were like Saiyans. None of them were the most powerful characters. No, I mean, there's a whole genre of anime called magical girl anime in which it's like Sailor Moon. Essentially, <laughs> you know, they are girls with magic. But it's almost like um. Like, it's a systematic issue worldwide. I don't know. No, nah, you're being... That's not it. You're being crazy. Uh, I don't think you have any evidence to say oh that. Oh, God. I'm being very overdramatic. Typical woman. <laughs> no, I never said that. You said it. Though. I mean, it's probably even <laughs> You more, said it, and I'll agree with you, but... <laughs> it's probably even more exacerbated that we're watching the English dub where these voices are just like so over the top sweet and cute like not saying that the japanese versions aren't that but i wouldn't be surprised if with like bad voice acting they just lean yeah. even further into that that like, would be hilarious though if the jet like if you watched the dub version it's just entirely different yeah if he's like you know what honey that's a good idea right. you should get back into being a detective anyways yeah. i have to go <laughs> i think this is an issue that i have 
with every sort of anime thing that we've even touched on in the past as well. Like, I don't like the way they portray females. They're always these skinny little, like, their legs, like, go in at the knees. Like, they can't stand up on their own, like, little baby fucking giraffes. Like, I really hate it. Yeah, I think, like, just, like, Japanese animation and video games suffer a lot from that, like, objectified view and, like, weirdly girlish. Yeah. Dainty. But, yeah, I mean... Another. Sorry, that's like my one. I, literally, I love this show and I can't wait to keep watching it. But that was my one big thing is like, and I'm like, yeah. I'm not sure uh, if it's the 90s. I'm not sure if it's that or the early 2000s. I'm not sure if it's that it's anime. I'm not sure if it's that it's Japanese. Like, I don't know if it's like a combination of all of them. But I was like, ugh, this is really bothering me. <laughs> boy. Yeah. I mean, I got nothing for you there because <laughs> there's no. There's not a lot of light at the end of that particular tongue tunnel, but there are, yeah. So he finds out the identity of this guy. That's the end of this episode. In episode five, Light has been waiting one week, and then he follows Ray to a train station, and he reveals himself to him, not as Kira. He doesn't say, oh, I'm, I'm Light, but he's like, if you make any false moves, if you fuck around, I'm gonna kill your family. Um, and he gets Ray to get on a train and then write down his boss's name. And then his boss sends him a file with the names and faces of every FBI agent in Japan and has him write down every FBI agent's name before light kills him himself. Uh, essentially he has Ray Penbar write all of the detectives in the FBI's names into sheets of the death note, thereby killing them all. Right, uh, while he's looking at their faces, because he can't just write down their names. He has to be thinking of their right, faces. Right, because he needs to know who they are. And, like, all villainy aside, it's a fucking badass scene. It's yeah. like, this is like one of those, this is kind of what this series becomes known for, is like an elaborate setup to a series of kills, essentially. Like, oh, how's Light going to kill all these people? And then he does. Or how's Light going to get out of this situation? And then he does. It's not dissimilar to Breaking Bad in that way, where it's like, no matter what, the main character is objectively kind of doing the wrong thing. Uh, But it's set up in a very elaborate way and done in a very elaborate way. And you're you're constantly like, oh, how's he going to get out of this situation, right? Um, What I think this show does better... Well, not better, I guess differently than Breaking Bad, is it just, it's much more objectively like Light is the villain. There's no doubt about it, what he's doing is wrong. Like, you can paint Ray Penbar any way you want, like Ray Penbar's kind of an asshole to his wife, and that's established, but he's not a bad guy, he's just, like, he does a bad thing, but he's he's objectively one of the good guys. I don't even. He's think not a bad guy, he's just a guy, you know? I don't even think most people would <laughs> yeah. read it that way, because isn't this, like... His perspective, what isn't his wife an ex-detective or something? Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't think there's very few reads that I feel like you would think he deserves to die. (laughs) Like, Right. It's not his wife also, it's his fiance. Fiance, sorry. Um, Mm. Yeah, I I agree with you. And I think first time watching it, it definitely seemed that way. But, and I know we're still in the early episodes here, but it, it turns a little bit into if I see someone writing something down, I'm like, oh. Well, probably going to be an elaborate death in some way. So it's like when you see someone pull out a weird sheet of paper, which is 12 spots or as many number of spots, it's like a little less exciting. 
Um, I forget like a lot of the, the setups they get into later, but it just seems like a little bit of the thrill or elaborate nature of it is, is gone. Yeah, I mean the kills get more elaborate, but it is not the this is not the most elaborate one, but I think it is put together pretty well, and. It also sets up at the same time Light kind of mocking L because he sends L a series of what appear to be coded messages, but ultimately just say, L, do you know gods of death love apples? Uh, which is true. I mean, Ryuk seems to love apples, but it's just to just to fuck with L a little bit, uh, which is a pretty interesting move. Yeah, I mean, I so these are the first five episodes and then you guys watched episode six. Uh, do you want to talk about episode six? Yeah, I think we could go through it quick. Yeah. Did we go through five already? We just did. Yeah, we just finished it. He kills Ray Pembar. Oh, and I thought... uses Ray Pembar to kill all the detectives. For some reason, I thought it ended differently. Nope. Okay. Oh, I mean, we see Ray Pembar's wife, and she talks to uh, some people involved who were in the bus on the day that the guy hijacked it. So we see that she's, oh, she's on the case. And we get a sense that, like, oh, maybe there's more that's about to go on with her. That's what it was. I was like, it doesn't end with Ray dying. No, okay. I think just so much happens yeah. in 6 that we're bleeding in a little bit, too. Yeah. Because I think right. 6 has, like, a quite a few major plot beats where the police investigation sort of disbars in light of 12 people dying. And we're left with just a handful of people who... Light essentially says like, oh, this is what I was trying to do is like get the people who were really passionate and really believed in this um, to help. And you can come meet me now. That's not what Light says. That's what um, L says. Uh, sorry. Yeah. L. Um, you could come meet me now. And we finally get to see who's been behind the like video chat the whole time. And it's this very strange detective it's like what i think the opposite of light is like like similar personalities where they're both really nerdy and smart and like way above everyone else and just like really cocky about it but i also think that he's like like light is like the perfect student who helps his sister and helps his mom and is popular and then this other this other person's like a total nerd like introvert doesn't hang out light is a total chad that's of course. Well, know, yeah. 100% of Chad. And Elle is a virgin loser, of course. Yeah. Everybody knows yeah. that. Who's addicted to sugar. Yeah. Who's addicted to yeah, sugar. Yeah, he did put a lot of sugar cubes in his coffee. I identify with that. I'm pretty sure it's a running joke yeah. throughout the series how much he loves sugar. So he's just me? Yeah. A virgin loser. With blue hair. Fair. Yeah. It's accurate. Yeah. yeah, so they, the police finally meet Elle. It's great l gives them all of these theories and we realize how much sm- like it's vi- they make it very obvious how much smarter l is than all these other detectives except for like the the captain he still keeps his cool together but the other ones just sound like a bunch of blubbering idiots which feels right um into today's political climate with police officers if i do say so myself again i i feel like this is where we're a bit let down by the voice acting cuz i feel like all of the yeah, they went pretty hard. Anyone below main character is just so bad. Yeah. That. Well, that's the thing. Somebody pointed out a, a legitimate criticism of the show is like, ultimately, 
the 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 characters can only ever be as smart as the writers are right. which can never be like super genius level because the it just probability dictates that they're not super geniuses right so the only way to make your main character super super smart is to actually just make everybody else relatively dumb right it's kind of like the batman problem in the justice league it's like if you really want to make batman useful to the justice league everybody else has to be made dumber for it because he has to be the world's greatest detective. And the only way you can balance that out is by making Superman a fucking idiot by right. comparison. Uh, which doesn't work when you then like analyze them back in their in their home comics or whatever. So it's the same thing here. It's like, well, uh, Light and L have to be the two smartest people, right? So the, the writers have to operate at the highest level of their intellect to write Light and L. And then everybody else has to be a notch down essentially yeah i totally get that and it's just like it's almost it just basically detracts on any scene that is not pitting the two of them against each other like in some way it's like you it's not exciting what light is doing in any way in terms of his way of being a god or like what he's doing it's only interesting how it's manipulating l or like how it's driving the investigation forward or how he's preventing it so it's like I guess I get it that it's just basically these two like a duel of wits, but having anyone set up around them is just so unbearably bad that it's just like oh, right. okay, like you well, might. Well, I mean, as- and that's classic. That's classic hero villain like story writing. If the hero's only as good as their villain, right? Right. It's like the story is only as interesting as the conflict, essentially. Yeah, And because the conflict is between these two, whenever you're not focused on one of them, or it just becomes one of them alone, you're like, oh, well, there's no real conflict then. Yeah, it's just like unexciting. So it's like a lot of the scenes with the police officers. And again, I know it's like driving towards the L reveal of like who he is behind the scene. But just like, oh, these guys really. <laughs> yeah, generic dudes. Like, so you have a no series complaints about dudes. how dumb all of the women are portrayed but you're like how dare these men be portrayed as dumb i think i'm criticizing that everyone besides the main character is being like so terrible is just really unbearable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. also you just complained first about the women you never gave us to a chance to complain about the women <laughs> Also, if we complain about the women, it just sounds like us complaining about the concept of women. (laughs) (laughs) We can't start it. All we can be is allies, Kali. You have to start it, and then we can applaud your bravery. Um, Allies have to speak up. Uh, Allies have to show their support in speaking up. But they can't be the first people to speak because then they're mansplaining feminism like Mm. I'm doing to you right now. There's a fine line. You're right. There's a fine line between sticking up for feminism and mansplaining. I'm mostly just saying this to be antagonistic. I want developed females and developed additional characters. I'd love if there were more than two characters on the show is what I'm saying. Yes. I think... Well, so I think they do a good job with Ray Penbar's fiance yeah. after Ray Penbar's dead. Yeah. I think she gets like a pretty good shake of it. It would be n- so it's kind of like the whole killing the 12 FBI agents is like a great move and it's awesome. 
But it's also like, hey guys, it's like episode fucking five. You could have used those guys for like a little bit longer, you know? They only really set up Ray Penbar and then all 12 of them are dead. That's right, true. Right? And it's like, well, what if we had had like a little bit more time with these guys? It would have been more fun to like slowly kill them all off, like start with Ray and then mess with their minds and start slowly like killing off the rest of them. Devil's Advocate, they would have known who it was because if Ray died first, he was tailing light. Okay, maybe kill Ray last. Right, right. Well, well, that's why it had to be like a definitive move. Right. Right, like a, a big move. But if you gave me three episodes of like, these are these 12 detectives and this is what they're doing and like maybe they're actually a credible, them working together is actually a credible threat. Right. As opposed to Ray Penbar, who literally like is about to write off light entirely. Like when we first, with his first line of dialogue is like, ah, this light guy seems like a pretty good guy. Anyways, I'll sign off tomorrow. Yeah. If nothing tragic happens to me. It'd be, it'd be a shame if I were to die. <laughs> yeah. What mean shit am I going to say to my fiance today? <laughs> Probably I do really like his fiance. Be a detective again. I think you're right. I do really like his fiance, and I like that. Like in the one, I'm sorry, I can't stop fidgeting. Just, just talk. In the one, everything makes noise. In the one episode where she's, you know, like trying to do all this detective work, basically, it's fun that she comes up with way more. Like it's, I do like that she comes up with way more than what all twelve of the FBI agents and this many guys in the the police force have come up with, and. But then I think it's so stereotypical that she just immediately starts blabbing her mouth off to some stranger. Yeah, it's like they one step forward, two steps back. Yeah. Right? It's like, oh, she's this great detective. But then she she's like, I mean, I guess she's emotionally distraught over the loss of her husband. But still, it's like, come on, like, really go through and sell that she is a credible threat to light because the whole time we're just like oh how's light gonna kill this one yeah not really like oh she might catch him maybe she's the one maybe maybe Elle's not a big deal the right. show tries like one or two casual things to make it seem like she has an excuse to just immediately spill her beans where it's like oh you're the captain's son and you helped us with that case last year but yeah, literally. Yeah, also like you're a grown ass adult woman. Right, Why are you confiding in like this teenage boy? Yeah, that's not. Get it's a therapist. Not an appropriate relationship. Pay a professional. Yeah, anybody else. Just anybody in the world. Talk to his dad. Also, like, why did they go through explaining how the, the characters that they use to write their names? Oh, because in Japanese, if it's not simplified, they would just be like, aren't there all unique characters for like I mean, everything? yeah, there's like four alphabets in Japanese, but he's never done that before when introducing himself to anybody. But I don't know. I don't know. Well, because he asks, I think he's trying to get her to spell her name. So you would ask like... But all the other bad guys, he, he didn't ask, or the people that he wanted to kill, he didn't ask them how to spell their name. I guess it was because well, it was on the Well, he has access to the police database yeah. for the other people. Yeah, or just their name spelled out. Wouldn't that be so obvious to this bitch who already knows that he's just, the whoever the killer is, is taking people's names and killing them? Like, I would, she's way smarter than that. She would have been like, yeah, I'm not giving you my name, fool. Well, I don't think she knows that it's name related. She's only got the piece that it's not just heart attacks. 
Yeah. You don't think she has the other stuff? I yeah, because I mean, she's the off F- the case. But didn't Ray he, Penbar I guess. Yeah, because he's a shitty fiance. Yeah, yeah this could all yeah, be prevented if he was just a good fiance. Hmm. Yeah, or if he just acknowledged that his wife could help him on this case. Yeah. At all. Fragile masculinity. He could still be like, I don't. Ugh, well, what are you gonna do? Uh, as it as a, you should definitely uh, keep watching. Yeah, well, I'm this, gonna. this it's, episode it's good, basically yeah. ends with he realizes that she knows more than he would like, and what is he gonna do about it? Right, and he has her name. Right, and the spelling of it. Yep. Convenient. So, guys, I think you know we've we've pretty solidly summarized what we watched today yesterday and today probably what do you do, you guys also watch these over the last two days right yes yeah just in case people were worried that we actually spent these this gap doing anything productive no we still only watched the things immediately before we recorded the episode but what'd you guys think of death note um so going back to it i'm not enjoying it as much as when i first watched it and i think there's like a few different reasons to it like one maybe i'm just a bit more sensitive to the quality of like voice performances and what have you but the english dub is just kind of tough at points just like performance wise and it's pulling me out of it more than i wish it did but yeah i just don't really like any of the voice actors in it um light and l included what about the Shinigami. I don't really no, I don't really like Ryuk either. I think he's good. Um yeah, so I that's one piece and then the second is just that like One I, Piece I, is a different show. <laughs> it's about pirates. It's totally it's separate. Totally separate. Um <laughs> but no, Matt, but I need you to know this that One Piece is a different show. Okay, One Piece is a different show and my okay, good. one piece of criticism beyond that. No. Um I okay, also but just we're talking about death. <laughs> God damn it. Go ahead. Um sorry. The general conceit of the show is maybe just a little less appealing to me now when I first watched it. I think the pure good versus pure evil aspect is just not resonating with me as much. Like you said, like there's no doubting that Light is the villain and that his actions are not good. Um, and that lack of like moral ambiguity is just not really as satisfying. And just watching the show for like the clever setups is just not really doing much. Fair. Okay. How many Yu-Gi-Oh's would you give Death Note? Ooh, they're like fundamentally different. They're both anime, but they're fundamentally different. Like one seems like way more kid oriented, obviously. Um, yeah. But I mean, we've done this with Barney. You have to do the rating system regardless. No, no. I'm not saying that that's like a detriment to Yu-Gi-Oh or a benefit to Death Note. I think it's just like, an, it's a tough apples to oranges but they're close enough. So it's like red delicious to Granny Smith, apples to apples. All right, take longer. No, I'm going to just keep going. So apples are these weird fruit that have seeds. <laughs> oh, did you know that the Shinigami actually arsenic. really likes apples? Um, no, I think it's yeah, probably no, like... Did you know that gods of death love apples? 
I did. How do we not talk about the fact that every time there's a commercial break, this show puts like one of the Death Note facts in it? It's great. It's a it, good. It's, it's good. a good. Little... Also, that theme song is a fucking banger. Yeah, it is I really good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think. Long story short, like, I like you. Long story long. Long story still pretty long. Long story medium. Um, <laughs> well, it's not the length of the story; it's how you use it. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm doing a poor job right now. Um, yeah, yeah. It's pretty clumsy. Yeah. He's a grower, not a shower, you know? Um, the story keeps growing. Probably not like a 1.5. Like, I think this is just a fundamentally more interesting show. And the characters, like, actually have some amount of aptitude to, to do things. Whereas Yu-Gi-Oh! people are just so fucking dumb that it's, like, comical. Yeah. Um, but I actually was enjoying... All right. All right. Well, Matt took so long to tell us his opinion of the show that we had some technical difficulties and our computer decided to be like, you know what? Shut this white man up. You know what, Colleen? I'm sick of you being racist <laughs> Just against white people, okay? <laughs> All right. Fine. Well, if I had said the same for you, I'd be getting a lot of hate mail, so... Yeah, mostly from me. But I already send you quite a bit of hate mail. True, true. All right, so, okay, sorry. We did have technical difficulties. All right, so we left off with Matt saying something about the characters, like... I think art. Matt was reciting the entirety of Moby Dick. I don't know. I zoned <laughs> out at some point in time. Uh, 1.5 Yu-Gi-Oh's is what I ended up giving it. Um, and I'm not going to retread the path that i've already laid in well, such eloquent he's mad detail. at me i could see it in his eyes he's gonna we're gonna have conversations about this later and then he'll know sort of almost what one day as a woman feels like where you get talked over and mansplained i wouldn't know what that's like no one's ever mansplained anything to me <laughs> i wish they would i don't know how to do anything <laughs> someone please mansplain something to me or a woman's plane just plain any splaining regardless of gender me, please Non-gender binary splaining is fine, too. <laughs> they splain. <laughs> yeah, they splain. Z-splain. Zem-splain. <laughs> Anyways, right. Colleen, tell me, what did you think of Death Note? And how many Yu-Gi-Oh's would you give it? I love it. I can't wait to finish it. Um, I feel like I, I feel like I'm finding it at the right time in my life, though. I feel like had you showed this to me in college, I probably wouldn't have been as interested. Why is that? I don't know. I just feel like that's just how I feel. I just feel it in my bones. Um, okay, and what's wrong with your bones? Um, a lot. <laughs> that's actually true. <laughs> <laughs> Notoriously bad bones. <laughs> um... Yeah, I really liked it. I'm excited to keep watching it, honestly. And, like, Matt's going to visit you this week, and I'm absolutely just going to binge watch this show while he's gone after I watch my trashy TV that he doesn't like when I watch. Like, Grey's Anatomy. Let's see. How many Yu-Gi-Ohs will I give it? Yeah. I want to say, like, four Yu-Gi-Ohs. It's pretty, pretty solid. Seller. I feel like I gave Yu-Gi-Oh a pretty good review as well. I lost the time no i remember, I remember colleen liked it a surprisingly large amount yeah uh yeah so i mean i would agree it's a very good show i still enjoy it the english dub does leave something to be desired i hate to be one of those people who says like oh 
you got to watch it subtitled because there's also just a convenience factor. Like it's hard to watch shows and have to read the subtitles at the same time. It's a lot more like you can just only watch the show. You have no choices. If you want to look at your phone for 10 seconds, you probably have to pause the show because otherwise you're just not going to know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, so that can be difficult. So I get that. But the quality of the voice acting is just better on the Japanese version of it. It, it is. Maybe uh, the next so, few episodes we should just watch it in the Japanese version. I mean, I would recommend it. Try it out uh, and see how you like it. Because I think it, it does make... I, I, the one thing I noted this time around is English light feels just a lot more petulant than Japanese light did. Yeah. It just it felt like, oh, wow, this is just a kid throwing a tantrum sometimes. <laughs> yeah, um, it's definitely what it comes across as. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Eng- English L also sounds like more of an adult, whereas in the show they sounded closer to equals in the Japanese version, if that mm. makes sense. Like, he, yeah. they both sounded around the same age. Right. Uh, but... Those little squibbles besides, Death Note is still really, really good in my book. Uh, Definitely worth a watch. Uh, A little slower to start than I think initially I I had remembered it. I think, you know, after you get past these first, like, I would say the first, like, four episodes really set up everything. And then the first arc being, like, five through seven. Uh, Five through seven are really good. And then each arc thereafter gets really good. Uh, and there's just a lot of interesting stuff going on as the show goes on. So it, it's definitely a slower start than I remember it being. You know, we're not at Duelist Kingdom right within four episodes. I, th- I, I think <laughs> if you made a parallel between the two shows, we haven't quite made it to Duelist Kingdom yet in Death Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm with you. I feel like I remember meeting L in like episode two. Like, oh yeah, he's this like mysterious detective, and then they quickly abandon that and go on to, oh, he's this weird kind of hermit guy. But no, it's like way slower build up to that. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is taking its sweet time, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, it's just different than I remember. But yeah. in terms of comparing this to Yu-Gi-Oh, I would probably give this. Five Yu-Gi-Ohs, I would okay. say. I, I definitely like this show more. I actually, as as was potentially documented on Yu- the Yu-Gi-Oh episode, it's impossible to say given that it's been lost to the sands of time. But I think I ended up liking Yu-Gi-Oh quite a bit more than I expected to. But this show, it, it's just one of those ones where I still think it's good. Like, I would still recommend it to people. If yeah. anybody's ever like, oh, well, I don't know anything about anime, but I'd be interested in trying it. This is pretty much the one I would recommend. This is the gateway drug? Yeah, I think so. Because I think this doesn't do as many of the weird and sometimes problematic things that anime does. It still does some of them, but not as many of them. <laughs> yeah, I think... I agree with most of the sentiments. I think the one thing that's challenging for me is like the nostalgia factor is just way lower with it being a college thing as opposed to a middle school or high school thing, whereas Yu-Gi-Oh! is elementary school. That's true. Um, So like without that like wave of remembering, like all this stuff was recent enough in my mind that it's not like new or surprising or even really nostalgic. It's just like, 
rewatching a show that I watched this decade. Yeah. Um, and it's just like a different way of revisiting something that I don't think we've necessarily done on this show yet. That's true. Um, That's like ma- recently I rewatched like How I Met Your Mother or like thinking about like I looked up today Dexter because this show kind of reminded me of like the idea of behind Dexter of just like killing serial killers. Um, Dexter came out in 2006. So I feel like I, I get where you're coming from. Like there's not really that nostalgia. Like I don't really have that much nostalgia for Dexter being an adult when I watched it or at least mostly an adult. Yeah, so I think that's where Yu-Gi-Oh gets pulled up more than its quality. Like its nostalgia bootstraps are particularly yeah sta- sturdy, and he you know that old term the nostalgia yeah. bootstraps. Yeah, well, pull yeah. yourself up by your nostalgia bootstraps and get rated higher to Death Note. Um, I think nostalgia bootstraps is actually racism. Yeah, <laughs> that's what old bootstraps are. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps was just remember a time when you could get by by just not being a minority <laughs> and also maybe i'm just a little frustrated because there was no animals for us to do a punch squad episode in that's uh, true there is this is a punch squad free episode so uh but i have a sense i have a, a set i i don't know what we're doing next week yet we haven't mysteriously teased it quite yet but i have a sense that there's going to be a punch squad next next time around uh, yeah I think yeah. safe to assume, yeah. Cool. Anything else? Uh no, no. I think uh, I think we've done it, guys. I think this has been an episode of uh, every Matt you know sucks. I'm so yeah. glad we decided to do this yearly podcast thing. Yeah. I think I think I lost my train of thought. Cool. No. See you guys. I don't remember what I was gonna say. But it was something about liking this show more than I thought I was going to. Oh, I think this is the first one that we've covered that I hadn't watched before that I'm, like, genuinely interested in. To be fair, this is, like, the first one in Noob's pick that's, like, good. Yeah, I do. I, I, I'll have to correct that next time around, I guess. Yeah, you gave <laughs> us a lot of shit for picking good stuff before, so you better get some Hey, I real... waited until clearly we were going to end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he picked something good and it basically broke the podcast apart. <laughs> yeah, so. I'll, I'll make sure to pick the worst of the worst. I guess I have to keep you guys motivated. Clearly, treats don't work. I won't spare you the rod any longer. By the time we hit our one-year anniversary for this podcast, which is coming up very shortly, we need to have at least 20. We need to get to 25 episodes. Good okay. luck. So we have two more. Okay. Well, We can do it. You know, the first step to getting to two more episodes is ending this episode. (laughs) Anyways, see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Everything You Remember Sucks. Join us next week as we learn the consequences for murdering someone when you're a white man. Spoiler alert, there aren't very many. (laughs) 